I invite you now to take a Bible and to open it to Psalm 32. Psalm 32 reads, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. And that concludes Psalm uh, 32. This is a psalm of, of thanksgiving. Uh, in verse, the first two verses, we have this uh, double announcement of the goodness, the blessing that it is to be forgiven. And that repetition is meant to sort of intensify the emotions of the psalmist to recognize just how good and wonderful it is to be uh, forgiven. And it talks about uh, that forgiveness in just two verses, in three different ways, and it uses three different words for sin. And so this repetition of the blessing that it is to be forgiven uh, is then highlighted even in the threefold description of what that forgiveness can look like and the three different types of sin that can be addressed. But even in our English translations, we see this. It said, uh, it used the word transgression, sin, and iniquity. Now, it's not the, it's not David's purpose to distinguish those significantly in this text. There's other portions of Scripture that uh, flesh out a little bit more why one of those words would be used at another time. But there are, there are different kinds of sins. Uh, there's different ways that Scripture uh, talks about it. The, the blessing here, the blessing of forgiveness, is that God's grace covers all of them. <laughs> but there's a way in which sometimes sin is thought of as simply making a mistake, uh, making an error, not doing what you were supposed to do. And sometimes that could be with intention or without intention. And then there's other times where sin has this uh, very serious, no, 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 that was an act of betrayal. That was a direct and intentional way in which uh, we might have done something that was wrong. Uh, and, and we experience that in our own lives. We know that we're imperfect in a variety of ways. There's all kinds of ways we can get in trouble, and we can get into trouble at times even unintentionally uh, when, we're, when we're not meaning to. 
yesterday in a, in a lighthearted way. I took the boys with me to go grocery shopping. They enjoy doing that, and then when they discovered that we could actually do the self-checkout line together, uh, they enjoy that as well. Uh, and so, but having three different kids grab stuff and scan them, I am always wondering, one, how many times we pay multiple times for something that we're trying to buy or how many times something ends up in the cart that didn't get scanned. And I try hard to make sure we do it all. Um, but yesterday, I also remembered, I'd, I'm not good at remembering to take coupons. And so I was like, oh, I know we have two coupons. We buy popsicles all the time. And I always get a coupon for the popsicles. So I'm going to take them with me. And then a coupon for cereal. These are like staples in our home. So let me take those coupons and use them. And then we get to, the, when you go through the self-checkout, though, you scan everything. And then you use your coupons, and they almost never let you use them. Somebody has to come and then do it for you. Well, they were actually out of popsicles. I mean, there were none in the whole frozen section, and we were totally surprised. But I forgot that by the time we got up to the counter and we rang everything through, and so I'm trying to use my first coupon for popsicles. And the guy comes over to help me out, and he's trying to type it in. He's, he's I don't know what's happening. It's just not working. And he tries to override it again and I said wait let me look at that what is that I said I never bought any popsicles you guys are totally out of the popsicles it's not letting you use it because I don't even have that and he said oh okay so he throws that one away and now he starts to use the cereal coupon and it's not working and I'm like I bought cereal I know I did and he's trying to I said, I'm so sorry sir I can go get a manager and I'm like well let me look at it again and you had to buy four boxes of cereal to get the coupon and I bought four but one of them wasn't the right brand. And so I only got three of the four that I was supposed to get. So there again, I'm like, I, this is why I never remember to bring coupons. I don't even think they work most of the time. Those were mistakes that were made. That guy, though, I didn't even want to be honest with him and tell him that now I'd actually made a mistake on the second one. Because I was like, I've already lost face with this guy. I just need to, I was like, just don't worry about it. It's okay. No. He's like, no, I'll go get a manager. Like, he thought it was all his fault. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. It's, we're good. I can afford the dollar, whatever, you know, the difference is. Because I didn't want to admit to him that I'd actually messed up on both of them. And uh, those kinds of things can happen to us on a normal basis where we just make mistakes. Then there's other times where we're truly actually intending to try to get away with something uh, or get something for free that we shouldn't have. And here, David is talking about whether it's transgressions or sins or iniquities, whatever level of intentionality we have, there is a goodness and a blessing that God's grace makes provision for everything. When we're uh, simply making mistakes, or another way sin is described as we, we might have a target or a goal that we're trying to, to reach and we miss it. If you, like me, woke up early this morning to watch the, the U.S. women's team play in the World Cup, it went all the way down to penalty kicks. If you don't want to know the result, just plug your ears right now. But in soccer, when it comes down to penalty kicks, that gets about as much pressure as it can on an individual where you've played for two hours and now it comes down to these kicks. Well, on both sides, players miss their kick. And if you were to say to them, listen, listen, you didn't do anything wrong. Don't worry about it. If you're the player who missed the mark, you don't feel very good because <laughs> you know that you missed what you were trying to go after. And so sometimes sin is mistakes we make. Sometimes the Bible describes it as falling short of the glory of God, missing the mark or the intention for which God created us and the purpose we had. And at other times, it's active and willful 
rebellion against him. But in all these things, David is saying, blessed is the one then who is now three different descriptions of the goodness of forgiveness, that we are forgiven, that our sin is covered, and that the Lord counts no iniquity against us. In the first word of forgiven, the sense of our guilt and our shame has been taken away. That our sin is covered, that an atonement has been made for it. That it also can be said that it is now no longer counted against us is another aspect that Scripture highlights in many other times that we are we're justified, that we're so forgiven, there's no more record of wrong that we've done. That it's it's not just that he's taken it away. It's not just that appropriate atonement has been made to cover over it, but it is no longer and no more counted against us in any way. And we have that in our own human court of law. It's possible for a judge to expunge somebody's record so that when that person's name comes up and it says, well, what's their background? Well, what it used to say, it doesn't just say, well, they've served time and now they're done. The record is no longer counted against them. There is no more record that says they've done what it was that they were guilty of. What a blessing. It's, it's so good that the psalmist repeats it two times. Blessed is the one who's forgiven. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. It is an amazing blessing and wonder that God gives and grants forgiveness to those who seek it, to those in whom there is no spirit of deceit. And from that blessing, two other blessings flow. Uh, I submit the next one is the blessing of freedom. David highlights first, he starts off just by thanking God for the blessing and how good it is, the good news of great joy that he's experiencing. And then he recognizes, he describes for us what it was like before he realized that that his bones, it says, were wasting away, that he was groaning all day, that day and night he felt the heavy hand of the Lord upon him. At the end of verse 4, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Like in June, we might have gone outside and just saw the ground completely dried up and parched. It's almost the opposite word picture of how Psalm 1 describes the righteous. Uh, that Psalm 1 is, it announces the blessing of those who are in the Lord and who love his law and his word are like a tree planted by water that, whose leaves never wither. And here David is saying, no, 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 I was about as parched as you could get. I was as shriveled up and dried up as having no source of strength or water as I was in this condition. And so with this lack of forgiveness was then also this lack of freedom. And with forgiveness comes this newfound joy and this new strength and this new ability to experience the freedom that God would have for him, that he has for all of us who seek him, that it is his forgiveness that ultimately sets us free. Free in, in a few different ways, but one of them that David is encouraging in the recording of this psalm is we should feel the freedom and the blessing of the freedom to confess and acknowledge our sin. 
that it is so good to know his forgiveness and his grace that it should free us up. And there he uses actually three different terms to talk about confession. I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover it. I will confess it to the Lord. That he's, he's willingly, freely acknowledging that he needs God's grace for his mistakes, for all the ways he's fallen short of his glory, and also for all of his intentional uh, and specific uh, harm. He freely acknowledges that. And then our own Lord, right? When he, the disciples came to him and said, would you teach us how to pray? He made it so that we would pray for forgiveness like we would pray for food. That just like we would easily acknowledge we need our daily bread, that we would acknowledge we need his daily forgiveness. We need his grace all the time. And we should feel the freedom to acknowledge that. When we don't feel the freedom to acknowledge that, we justify our sin, we minimize it, we shift blame to other people for it, which in one sense it feels like it's protecting us, but actually it imprisons us. Because if we're always finding ways to justify it or to lie about it, then we're stuck in it. But if we want to experience the freedom that David's experiencing, then we acknowledge it. We stop trying to hide from it. We come clean with it and then experience the joy of the blessing of forgiveness because it's meant to set us free. And that's what our Savior said, that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. As I read through this, another story came to mind in Mark chapter 2 is an encounter where Jesus is in a home and four friends uh, bring somebody who's paralyzed through the rooftop to meet Jesus. And he's looking for physical restoration, physical freedom from this problem that he has. But Jesus takes the occasion first to announce that his sins were forgiven. Now, nothing in that story is saying that he was paralyzed because of sin that he committed. But Jesus is connecting for everybody there and for us forever, again, these two ideas. That the purpose of his granting of forgiveness is to restore us back to a place where we are now free to live again. And so some of the people were upset with Jesus when, he, when they accused him of blasphemy when he told that man that his sins were forgiven him. And so Jesus was revealing to them who he was and the power that he had to forgive it. But then he also healed the man so that that man now in freedom could live life differently. No longer be paralyzed. And just like that man, there are others that you can think of uh, that Jesus impacted and touched who once they were realized that they were forgiven, that they were healed, the newfound freedom that they experienced. The Gerizine who had been possessed by demons, his freedom to go from now town to town among the Decapolis telling people about Jesus. The Samaritan woman at the well who was in knowing who Jesus was now excited to freely go and tell other people who he was and that the Messiah had come. This is the kind of freedom that God wants us to experience in knowing that we have been forgiven so that we experience what the hymn writer called uh, the double cure from sin. Now, this is the song Rock of Ages. Rock of ages, cleft for me, 
let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin the double cure. Save from wrath and make me pure. This double cure, this uh, forgiveness for what has transpired, this making me whole again, justified and pure, and now free to live the way that he would want us to live. That's where we experience real and lasting freedom, is in following after the way that he has set for us. And he gives us forgiveness, and the blessing of that forgiveness to give with us that blessing of freedom. And so David says, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer this prayer to come to him to experience this good grace. And then lastly, I think there's another blessing that is celebrated in this, which is the blessing of the Lord's favor. So first, the blessing of forgiveness, and then the blessing of freedom, and then having that sense of walking each day. Not only that he's going to take care of uh, what could potentially go wrong, but that He's actually for us. Uh, he's with us through each and every experience we might go through. And he has his grace and favor ready for each and every one of our children. And so verse 10 and 11 says, Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So this is part of the blessing. It's not just that we can look back and say, he's made me clean and, and taken care of all of that, but we can go forward with a sense of anticipation that he's not going to leave us or forsake us, that his steadfast love surrounds each and every one of us. And so we can go forward in that freedom with also a strong confidence that he knows how to give good gifts to his children and he's going to be with us every step of the way let's pray heavenly father we thank you for your word and its reminder of your great grace that the blessings that you have for each and every one of us to not live in fear or shame over our mistakes and our regrets to be able to freely be open and honest with you about who we are and all the ways that we struggle. Father, I do pray for anyone here who's bought into the lie of the enemy that it's better just to redefine sin or it's better to blame other people for it or just to ignore it, that you would, uh, through your Holy Spirit, um, break through those lies. That we, they would be willing to receive the blessing of forgiveness by acknowledging the seriousness of sin, what it does to ourselves, what it does to others, and also how it dishonors you. Father, we do trust that you have many great gifts for us, many surprising acts of grace and favor that you look to bestow upon us. And we pray that you would help us to walk in that joy and that freedom that your steadfast covenantal love surrounds us. And because of that, we, we, we want to sing now to you about um, how great our joy is 
in your love for us. And so we pray that you would uh, receive this song as an expression of the cry of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.